welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Today, I've got a great guest. He's got five daughters, and I, I thought that two daughters was enough, but but five daughters. We've got Dalton Pennington with us, and he's going to talk to us about his experience in being a father to five daughters. And uh, Dalton, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. You know, it's my pleasure to have you here. I'm excited to be able to talk to you, get some of your perspectives in being a a girl dad to many daughters. And uh, I always start the show with a number of different questions that delve a little bit deeper into you as a dad. Okay. So first and foremost, I want to turn the clock back. Now, your oldest is 14, and you said your youngest are twin girls that are two. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to turn that clock back in time, back to when you first found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. Talk to me about that reaction. Well, my oldest three are uh, stepdaughters. So I came into their lives about three years ago, three and a half. But going from not having any kids to immediately having three daughters, that was pretty tough. And especially with my work background, it made it a little bit harder because I had to learn how to to tone myself down a lot. So that was that was pretty tough. So I know you worked in corrections and I'm sure you had to tone down things a bit before you became a stay at home dad. So let's talk about that toning it down, because especially before you had the twins and you had those three that came into your life and you're having to figure out for yourself, what does it not only mean to be a father, to a then 11-year-old and a little bit younger, and then also to be a stepfather and to be that role model in their lives too. Talk to me about kind of that transition for yourself. Well, growing up, my parents were divorced. So my stepfather was a big influence in my life. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. But looking at how the views from a stepfather's point of view, having to step in, and play that fatherly role. It was very, very hard, and it took some time to get used to. And I've got friends that uh, have become step parents as well. And the biggest thing that I can tell them is, don't treat your stepchildren any different at all. Anyone asks about my daughters, they're all my daughters. They're not my stepdaughters. They're my daughters, and I treat them as such. I don't treat the twins any different than my stepdaughters. But it did take a lot of time and a lot of effort to tone myself down because dealing with maximum security inmates every day. It was a constant watch your back sort of scenario. So you had to constantly keep this big tough guy mentality. Being 6'5", 275, I kind of lived up to that mentality and being able to tone it down to where you're not making a girl scared of you all the time was pretty tough. But with my wife's help and a little help from my stepfather, I was able to uh, get everything toned down pretty good. When you say you had to tone things down and, and you had to get some help to do that, what were some of the things that you had to work on most to be able to make that transition? The biggest thing for me was how I responded to uh, situations such as loud noises, kids screaming and hollering, the back talking, stuff like that. In the prison situation, there is no 
back talking pretty much. It's the officer's way or you're in trouble. So a lot of times you had to have that sternness to your voice and being able to, to tone it down to where you're not having to deal with a crying daughter because you were mean to her or something like that. That was pretty tough to do. But like I said, it took a lot of work. What I did was started to kind of think about how my reactions are and how they would affect how she felt towards me. And my oldest was probably the hardest one for me to, to get around to because of course, I am a, a big guy and it kind of intimidated her a little bit. And I don't have the softest voice in the world. So that was another big thing for her is being able to to get her head around the fact that I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to sound mean. It's just the way that I speak. No, I think that, I mean, as a stepfather, you definitely have to be able to to make those inroads. But then, as as you said, your physical size, and I think, and this is for any father, I mean, fathers that are large, I'm not large, right? I'm five. <laughs> you, you are way taller than I am. But that being said, any individual that is of larger stature, you know, when you have these small individuals that are in your lives and they're looking up to you and you're having to figure out ways to make those connections so they don't, they're not intimidated and they're not like, oh my gosh, um, especially as a stepfather in that regard. What are some things that you did to be able to make those connections, especially with your oldest, that helped her to allowed her to see you in a different light? The biggest thing that kind of brought us together is I'm part of a a charity beard club that's worldwide. It's the Bearded Villains. They helped me out a lot, be able to kind of bring an interest that I had to my daughter because we have charity events and she loves going and being able to, to be a part of it because they have this category called Whiskerina, which is where women make different beards out of different things. I've seen everything from ammunition casings to patches that you put on vests and stuff, flowers and stuff like that. And she likes being able to go with me to those and see all the different designs that men like myself do with their beards. I'm in a category called freestyle where we do like curls and stuff in our beards and all that. And I kind of have her help me to get my beard ready and I think that that was our main bonding thing. Plus, I was big into sports, and she, at the time, played softball. Well, I was a big baseball star as a teenager. So being able to balance our interests together was a big thing, and it's really just finding a common interest that you two share. It's so important to be able to find those common interests, and and you'll find that that's going to be the case with all your daughters, that every one of them is going to have different interests and being able to identify with those different interests and being able to connect with them on that personal level one by one, you know, is not always an easy thing, especially when you have five individuals that you're trying to balance and you're trying to be able to give that special time to. Now, as you came into the lives of the three, uh, your three daughters that your stepfather to, you've got your two twins now. As you look at the future of raising daughters in today's society, And I'm interested on your perspective on this, because as you said, you used to work in the prison system and there's fear that goes with that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there there is fear on a daily basis, especially when you're in maximum security. But as you look at raising daughters in today's society and you think of fear as a father, what's your biggest fear in raising daughters today? Um, In raising daughters today, my biggest fear has to be that they are going to find a guy that 
is like I was at that age. I wasn't the best kid in the world. I, I definitely wasn't the kind of person you brought home to your grandparents. Let's put it that way. But that's my biggest fear is that my kids are going to, in some way, form or fashion, kind of have that same lifestyle that I did. And in today's society, you have all the drug problems and the gang violences, especially here in Knoxville. Being able to keep my kids safe is the biggest thing for me. And of course, with me going back to school, it'll kind of get me on the path to my career, which in turn will help my mindset to be able to know that my family's secure at all times. So with your older daughters, as you know the experiences that you had growing up and you and you said you know you're you're hoping that they see that they don't end up with someone that that was running down the same path that you were when you were younger what kind of conversations do you have with them to get them to better understand your upbringing but also the mistakes that you made uh, or maybe didn't make, but the mistakes or, or non-mistakes or things that you wish that you had done differently to help them in that road? Well, I've actually been asked that quite a bit on what I would do differently if I could go back and, and change anything. And I know it's bad to say, but honestly, I would not change anything. And it's because of those life experiences that I had. I have the information and the knowledge to pass on to my daughter's so they don't make the same mistakes that I did. But with my daughters, the easiest thing, and this is for, for any dad, just be honest with them. They want to know what kind of person you were. Be honest with them. Sometimes you will feel ashamed. Sometimes you will feel embarrassed. But the biggest thing to get them to realize is how much work it was put in to make you the man that you are today going through all those trials. Now, I know that we mentioned that you used to work in the correctional system. Now you are a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of dads out there that have made that transition. And you and I were talking and you kind of said, hey, my wife is has a number of degrees and she's got a great career and it made sense. But I'm sure that personally, you had to go through some transition yourself to be able to not only decide to be a stay-at-home dad, but also to get into the mindset of being able to transition into the home full-time and to be that caregiver full-time. Talk to me about what you had to do to be able to get yourself there, to be able to get yourself ready to be that person that was going to be there all the time. My biggest thing was knowing that I had to transfer my commitment from my job to my kids and going from working eight hours a day, sometimes 16 hours a day to never leaving the house pretty much, but maybe three or four hours a week was really tough. Even now I miss work. I miss being around, <laughs> I hate to say it, other adults because Right now, what we consider my employees are two years old, and but it was very hard to make that transition. It, it probably took me every bit of about seven or eight months to get my head around, hey, you're not waking up to go to work. You're waking up to change diapers. You're waking up to feed other mouths. You're not going to a job where you're risking your life every day. You're safe. You're at home. You don't have anything to worry about. Now is time to pay attention to the babies and get them all the nutrients and love and care that they need. The biggest thing for me battling was how other people would view me. Talking to people out in public and they ask, what do you do for a living? I tell them I'm a stay-at-home father. Usually I get some some pretty weird looks because a lot of people around here live 
in what I call the old lifestyle where the man's supposed to go to work. He's supposed to provide for his family. And that's the biggest thing that's for me is that it's very hard to sit at home all day and I don't feel like I provide for my family. But when I actually sit down with my wife and we look at it and we, we talk about it, you know, I am not only helping us save money on childcare, which is very expensive nowadays, but I'm being able to see things that most dads don't get to. No, I, I you know, one of the things that I was going to say right from the get go is that being a stay at home dad is a job. It is a career. It is just as important as your wife going and bringing money in so that you stay in your house or anything like that, because you are making a tremendous impact on the lives of your daughters. The ones that are there all the time, the ones that go to school and then come home and you are making a huge, huge impact and just know that. I mean, and I would say that to any stay-at-home dad. I mean, I saw my wife stay home with our daughters when they were young. I know how hard she worked to be able to maintain the house, but also to work with the da- our daughters and, and help them along the way. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing. And people that have never gone through that, have worked full-time, that have that old school mindset, don't get it either. And I can honestly say, I mean, I have complete admiration for for dads, for moms that are staying at home because of the fact that I know how much work goes into it. And it's not a, I'm sitting at home watching TV and letting the kids just do whatever they want because you have, you've got to be on. You've got to be on. You've got to have a schedule because those kids are going to be challenging you all the time. And then when the kids come home from school, you're challenged even more. Because you're having to balance all of that too. So just know that. that it, I know it's not easy, but it's definitely something that you should get accolades for. I appreciate that. I really do. Because it, it's not often that you hear that someone has respect for a stay-at-home dad. And speaking with people in my family that were stay-at-home parents, grow like when I was growing up, I always looked at it, like you said, as a you're sitting at home, you're not really doing anything. But it took me being a stay-at-home parent to realize There is a lot that goes into it, and it is a lot of stress, and especially with the twins, they're fighting all the time. We've gave them the nickname, the Twister Sisters, because you can clean something up, and within two minutes, it's back to as bad, if not worse, than what it was before. So it's very stressful, but at the same time, it's very rewarding being a stay-at-home parent. So you just talked about the stress, and many people have outlets. And you talked earlier about the fact that you've got the nonprofit that you work with, but but what are ways in which you are trying to balance the, the work, I'm going to say the work of parenting at home, as well as kind of finding yourself and being able to identify yourself as a, as a man, as a person, as an individual, and not getting lost in the role of stay-at-home dad? Well, my biggest thing is when I have time, I like to get outdoors. I love to fish. I love to hunt. I do a lot of off-roading. So those are big outlets, being able to get out and enjoy time, not only with other people, but by myself, which is a a big thing that that people don't get too often is time by themselves to sit and reflect and just enjoy nature is my biggest thing. Sitting in a boat at six o'clock in the morning, fog laying over the water, that's my ideal time. Or sitting in a tree stand at four in the morning watching the sunrise listening to the squirrels run across the ground. That's that's a big thing for me is being able to take in that natural nature. And it, it's really soothing and really calming. That helps me kind of get all of my pieces back in the bag. You definitely need to have that because, you know, if, I think if for any any father, 
right? You have to be able to have that time, whether you're a stay-at-home father or not, you've got to be able to have the individuality of who you are as a person, but you also need to be able to maintain the relationship with the partners within your life. And then you have to be able to also maintain those relationships with your daughters in your life or your children in your life as well. And it's like that, it's all stacked upon each other, but you've got to be equal in that stack. Now, five daughters though. And (laughs) we got to talk about that because like I said, I've got two daughters. I've got a 16 and a 13 year old. And at every age, they're a little bit different, but they all, but they bring in their own challenges as well. You've got five. And talk to me about what it's like to have five daughters in your house at various ages that you're trying to balance kind of the chaos that it is and how you do that. How do you balance having five kids within the house and five girls in the house? Well, if it wasn't for my wife, I, I, I probably would have lost my mind before now. She takes a, a huge load off of me, but it's very hard sometimes to be able to balance my thoughts with listening to them or what I'm doing and having all the distractions around me because there's something constantly going on all day, every day. But it's not as bad as people would think it would be. But having the, the age differences, you know, 114, 112, 15, and then 22-year-olds, I've kind of got each stage of life for a, a young woman uh, throughout the house so I know what to expect with the next one. But uh, the biggest thing is my wife and all the help that she gives me because she's gone most of the day. By the time she gets home, all the girls are here and they've been here for roughly an hour and a half, two hours before she gets home. But she's like super mom. She immediately jumps into action the moment she walks through the door. And it really helps out a lot because my stress is throughout the days. And then all the girls get home and immediately start arguing or are asking questions about school or, or work or or something that's going on in their life. It's it's a lot to take in. And, you know, sometimes it does get overwhelming, but having that spouse that really understands and is willing to help out and carry the load, it helps a lot. It definitely does. It definitely helps a lot. I mean, especially having a partner in your life that 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 you can make sure to have that equal partnership on and making sure that, I mean, for any father out there, doing what you can to lighten the load, whether you're a stay-at-home father or not, because when you come home from work, if you are not a stay-at-home father and you're coming home from work to your partner that is, let's say, been at home, doing what you can to make sure that you're helping. And it's so important. I mean, it's because it's completely, it's like the opposite for you, Dalton, you know, in the sense that when she comes home, she's able to help you and be able to do, to kind of take off some of the stress after being at home with the kids and taking on some of the burden herself. It's the same for any of us other fathers that may be in the workforce and working from outside of the house instead of inside the house and coming home and doing the same. And I think that that's so important to be able to be that equal partner. And it goes down to gender equity and it shows our daughters that being in a household where gender equity is important is important too. And that fathers need to have as much stake in what's happening inside the house as what is happening anywhere. That's a huge thing, not having that fatherly figure in the house or having it and them not being very active. That takes a big toll on kids. And uh, with the oldest three's dad, me and him are on a very good understanding and and we we communicate very well. And that kind of helps out too with them to know that their dad and their stepdad aren't going to be arguing all the time. 
So if something happens here or something happens at school or they're dealing with something, we're able to communicate back and forth and, and kind of get on the same page. And that really helps them with knowing that that they're not alone, that they have something to fall on either place that they are. Having that big fa- having that father figure in your life is a big deal, especially for a growing young woman. Now, I always finish my interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five questions to, again, delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Bring it on. <laughs> In one word, what is fatherhood? Love. If I was to ask your five daughters, how would they describe you as a dad? Very stern, but at the same time, a big teddy bear. When was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded in being a father to a daughter? After the twins were born, they were about six, maybe seven months old and just sitting there on the couch And, you know, already at this time, from the moment they got home from the NICU, I was a stay-at-home father. So so we were sitting there on the couch, and I just look over at one of the twins, and I said, I love you. And she looked up at me, and and that's when she immediately said, Dada. And it was Dada for the next three months. She never said Mama. That made me know that I'm doing something right because she's recognizing me as a person. I know to a lot of people that doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but for me, it was a big deal. Not having that recognition from a biological child and finally getting it, that made me feel like I'm doing something right. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? My stepfather. He came into my life when I was 13 and immediately took the reins. As with any stepfather, stepson, or stepfather, stepdaughter relationship, there's going to be bumps in the road. And in my honest opinion, he took it like a trooper. I wasn't the easiest on him, but at the same time, he wasn't the easiest on me. He didn't lay down and you know just let me run over him. We kind of butted heads back and forth for a while. But as of right now, you couldn't find two people that are closer. I call him pretty much on a, on a monthly basis, weekly basis. I'll ask him everything from what does he think about me buying this? to, hey, I'm dealing with this situation, what would you do? So he's probably my biggest influence on being the dad that I am now. And finally, what advice would you give to other dads? Make time for yourself, but at the same time, remember that your family is number one. Always put your kids first before anything else. And honesty is the key. Don't lie to your kids just because you don't feel like they should hear it. There's ways of altering your words to make them understand and it not sound as bad. Honesty is a big key in raising your kids. Well, Dalton, I really appreciate you being here today and and sharing your story, but also your journey in being not only a stepfather, but a father and, and a father to five girls and sharing that journey as well. And I wish you all the best. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more. You will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org.
We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals we buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best Dad, you can be. Be the best dad you can be.